Hello and welcome to Desi Sportscast with my colleague Nevin Thomas and myself Bharat and it's our weekly podcast to review what's been happening in the Indian Super League. Nevin, hello, how are you today? I'm good, I'm good. Unfortunately, I'm not in India right now, but I've been keeping track of the uh, the games and it's been a very eventful first week of the Indian Super League. Yes, it has been. Uh, what a start to the first week as well. And you're on your travels. Um, so, um, just going back to the start, you were there at the beginning uh, in the first game. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. How was that? Because um, unfortunately, we're not getting any coverage here in the UK whatsoever. So, I'm having to rely on streaming when I can and highlights. But okay. um, I have to start... How was the opening ceremony? It's not something we have here in England, but how was that? <laughs> there, there are mixed takes uh, for the opening ceremony. A lot of football purists are like, why do we need actress <laughs> and actor coming and dancing? I personally am not against it. Okay, I'm like, I also feel that's a little elitist of our end or a little snobbish from our end to say that nobody would like an opening ceremony. There are so many people who come there like a carnival atmosphere. A lot of people still, especially in Kerala, go to football like a an evening outing. So they want to have a lot of fun. So I don't see what's the harm in like providing a, a dance show prior to the football and all that stuff. Not yeah. saying that uh, the football has to suffer at any point and yeah. it shouldn't come at the cost that the pitch is destroyed or something of that sort. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, I'm okay. Like, and I had fun. So let's let's be very clear about it. I had a lot of fun because everybody in the stadium was excited with the light work, the dance, and uh, there was also torrential rainfall. So we were having a lot of fun uh, in the build up to the match. Well, um, like I'm glad you were entertained and enjoyed it. Like I said, it's something unusual for the start of the season here. But um, enough yeah. of that entertainment. All I could see was a sea of yellow in that stadium <laughs> and uh, yeah. i mean in the build-up and we've spoken about the passion that the people in mm-hmm. Kerala and kochi have for the football but that was incredible um first day how was it for you mm-hmm. in that packed stadium and were you wearing yellow <laughs> it was great of course i was wearing yellow <laughs> the, the, 30, i don't think anybody will have it in another way Thirty-six thousand yellow there 36,000 is an unofficial figure. I am telling you, I can spare there were more than 45,000 there. It is, and it was definitely hitting 50,000. Uh, due to uh, due to safety reasons, uh, they have to show a number that's below 40,000 because that's the capacity of the stadium. But uh, you, because uh, all the seats were occupied, people were sitting on the steps also. And this is the same for all the counters. So all the all the sections of the uh, uh, all the stands. So uh, to say that only thirty six thousand people turned out is ridiculous because the next day there was a match in Bangalore, and you saw a lot of empty stands, and the turnout was around sixteen thousand. So if that's sixteen thousand, then we are talking at least three times more sixteen thousand in at least three times more in Kochi. So and uh, definitely more than thirty six k. Yeah. And you got the result you wanted, although the start uh, was a little bit the quiet. Was, was, it, was it quiet yeah. after six minutes? And uh, not really. Uh, even after uh, Kerala Blasters went uh, to a goal down, uh, the the fans were quite vocal and uh, they kept the spirit alive. And uh, uh, good thing was that Kerala found the equalizer and the. Uh, the goal to go uh, up front in the first half itself. So that meant people didn't have a phase of uh, crazy panic or anything. Uh, 
But that's it. There, there are flaws with this audience as well. Like uh, Bilal Khan, who's the keeper, didn't have a greatest day. Mm-hmm. And uh, f- from the first half, you started seeing uh, people not necessarily booing, but really? uh, there was a, a sense of tension that was developing each time the ball went to Bilal, and that certainly didn't help the young keeper. And uh, that's something uh, in the long run. Uh, hopefully, the audience can you know back the team in. It's ups and lows as well. Yeah, and um, it wasn't the easiest start. ATK. I mean, we mentioned it a couple of weeks ago when we did the preview show. They are one of the mm-hmm. contenders, so it wasn't the easiest start for Kerala at oh, home. Correct, correct. Um, yeah. But one thing I want to. I mean, we're starting with that first game, but um, it also applies to the second game Kerala played, and it's been highlighted mm-hmm. in a couple of things I've read. The benching mm-hmm. of uh, Samad. What's all that correct, about? Correct. Yeah. Uh, it's all. I think it's uh, Ilko Shatori sort of coming out and making a statement that I want a system. I want a team that plays to my system. So uh, that's very clear. And uh, he feels Sahal is not ready to be part of that system. And he he plays uh, what what seemingly looks like a four two three one that becomes a four three three. So he wants a midfielder who is not necessarily your classic number ten. He wants that. Uh, uh, a number six or a number eight is what he's looking for from his midfielders. So he probably felt Sahal didn't offer too much in uh, in defense. I am of the opinion that you have to play him because he mm. offers so much for yeah. like going forward, and you need to still score goals to win the matches. And at so many points in the match, you find you found Ogbeche, who was a little striker, isolated from the uh, from the team. So you don't want that to happen as well. Especially when you're playing a football that is a lot of possession based, and you don't uh, like you are not looking for a rigid counter-attacking system. He wants a fluid style. So if you're going to play a fluid style, I think you should be playing Sahal. That's that's my personal opinion. And uh, you picked up another injury. Obviously, you lost a huge player in Sundesh pre-season, but um, Arkans um, has got a, a yeah, the, looks look uh, a serious injury. Really- but he's uh, bound to miss around a month. That's what we hear. So uh, it's not necessary. We are not really clear. There are multiple rumors. Some even say he's out for the season and all that. So uh, nobody really knows what extent that injury is. But uh, our case is a big loss because the moment he came, we uh, he he seemed uh, he seemed to step up from uh, Sidoncha. Because uh, Sidoncha in that uh, midfield role that requires defending is not really much better than Sahal himself. So, RK has gotten a little bit more composure in that midfield. So, losing him would really be a for Kerala Blasters. And throughout the season, we'll be mentioning some players. Um, but the first one I want to mention is um, the person who replaced Sandesha's captain, um, and got two opening goals. What can you tell us about uh, your new skipper, Bartholomew? Sorry, uh, uh, Bharat, I'm losing you in between. No, I was just going to say that throughout the season, we'll be talking about uh, certain players, but uh, we're talking about the first game of the season. Uh, what can you tell me about your new skipper? Hello? Can you hear me? Hello? Hello? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Hello? Uh, yeah, yeah, I just heard you. All right. Um, 
Okay, no problem. Yeah. Um, okay, so mm-hmm. throughout the season, we'll be talking about various players as we go through um, mm-hmm. all the matches. But I want to start off with uh, one of your players, uh, your new skipper who uh, took over from Sandesh. What can you tell us about uh, your okay. two goal scorer, Bartholomew? <laughs> uh, that's it, uh, We knew what we were signing when we got Ogbetsi on board. He's uh, already an established uh, striker and he scored more than 10 goals last season for. Uh, the same coach and in, in the Northeast United outfit. So uh, he is that uh, typical uh, centre forward uh, will, you know, win those headers for you. He'll bully the defenders. He's also got quick movement. So give him some space and he'll definitely hit the target or, you know, work keeper. So uh, I think it's a good signing. And he, even in this uh, little a few interviews or whatever that comes, those little bit, uh, little bites that come in between in the Indian Super League channels and all that, he come across as a proper leader. He says the right things and uh, uh, um, a good contrast to the coach who has been quite vocal on Twitter. Uh, so this, so Ogbeche seems to be like the calm presence in that team right now. He sounds like a typical Nigerian. Um, really strong up front, um, will bully defenders, um, and but Correct, has got a powerful yeah. shot. So I look forward to seeing more mm-hmm. of him. Um, just sticking yeah. with Kerala, obviously, you had two games in the first week. Mm-hmm. Um, what went mm-hmm. wrong in the second game? You lost for the first time to Mumbai. I think it's a game that link in the midfield is where uh, I found uh, Kerala really lacking. I know... Uh, there seems to be an error in that defence with uh, both Jairo and Zuvalon looking those... Uh, uh, they're those David Lewis type of defenders who uh, want to bomb forward and not... They, they're a little risky. It comes across that they're they're not the most, uh, what do you say, the safe defenders. They want to play the ball out of the back and all that. So, there is obviously an error that's going to creep out of the... Uh, Kerala defense, which I don't want to point fingers at. That's the kind of football they want to play. So mm. uh, they know they know their system. Probably not the right keeper if you're going to play that way because Bilal is not really comfortable playing the ball like that. He is that keeper who prefers kick long. So uh, that said, uh, I what I found missing was um, say somebody like Jackson and Sidoncha and uh, Ning. Uh, they don't offer so much going forward. And hence, this system is really reliant on the likes of uh, the wingers, uh, Nazri and uh, Rahul played a little bit, and Prashant on the right side. And these are not your... They don't offer so much in attack. They're hard workers. They will track back and they'll do the defensive bit and all that. But uh, I found it a little bit of a conflict because... uh, uh, Kerala are playing a system where they want the fullbacks to be bombing forward. So you saw Jessel and Rakip playing a very high position. They were all like when the keeper is kicking the ball or when the Kerala team is in position, uh, both of them occupy a place close to the uh, the center uh, center line rather than uh, stick close to their center backs. So uh, they are pushing up their fullbacks, which then brings me to the question: Why do you then need two wingers? Who are also kissing the flanks. So then you would want, if your fullbacks are bombing forward, then you would want your wide forwards or wide attackers to be uh, coming in tenderly and letting these guys run the corner flag. So uh, that way it seemed a little bit conflict as to why Ilko is playing somebody like Nazri and uh, Prakant there. 
because have the likes of uh, samuela they've got some other exciting talent uh, who can play a uh, slightly wider or maybe even sidonja can be pushed to a wider role and sahil could be playing in the midfield because these guys have a tendency to cut inside so uh, it's it's why do you need like so many wide men but obviously i'm just taking you know, Uh, is, is, is he looking at uh, balls in the box for uh, Ogbeche? And he's, Ogbeche. He's, 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 uh, do you get many players in the box when, if you're playing so many wide men? See, I think the reason they are playing the wide men is to get those crosses for uh, Ogbeche. Mm. But if that's the case, wide men are uh, wide attackers' duty is to put those crosses. Who is going to occupy the box is a question, right? Because you don't have a traditional number ten mm. bombing in all the time. You don't have a player like a Lampard who will time the run perfectly. That uh, he's oh, reaching midfield. the box a little late for those cutbacks. Exactly. We, yeah. The midfield is not a lot in terms of attack. So then you would want your wide men to be those attacking threats as well. You know, cutting inside, having a go at the keeper. These players are not doing that enough for me. Uh, both the wide players, they're. very trad- traditional wing ba- uh, wing players who want to kiss the flanks and remain they don't want they don't have the urgency to cut and uh, look for a goal yeah it'll be interesting so i think that's that's been a big problem for me in uh, the, the kerala blasters yeah. attack yeah it'll be interesting to see how that uh, progresses as the season goes whether they tweak it and um, yeah yeah correct, uh, correct. but um, for mumbai i mean it was the first game and there's only been six games so far in the first week so it's not we can't mm-hmm. learn too much about it but uh, was it as um, a bit of a steal for them winning that 1-0 game or was it, do you think it was it, it looked like a nil-nil game but um, What, what what was your impression of Mumbai? Did they steal it? This is what we should be expecting of Mumbai. This is what they will do throughout the season. They will. Jorge uh, Costa will always play a very resolute system. His heart break down, and then try to hit on a counter. This is this team is not going to be very different from what uh, what Mumbai did last year. Because if you look at it, uh, somebody like an Arnold went, then they signed somebody like a Kevin. They they replace like for likes, which means they know this. So you're saying that uh, we should get used to um, Mumbai uh, playing in this manner. Definitely, because uh, they have gone with the same strategy from last year. They've replaced the uh, the players with. same kind of players so if you look at say somebody like an arnold left and they brought in uh, kevin so you 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 see uh, mumbai trusting their system and jorge costa wants to play this kind of football so he will uh, he will get these a lot of these 10s and uh, 20s and all those uh, expect mumbai to be doing this and probably even more efficiently now that uh, this is his second season in the indian super league as well Oh, that'll be interesting to um, see how they. Um, I mean, based on what you say, um, they'll be very solid in defence and looking for the one nils and the occasional two two goals. Um, Correct. Yeah. Moving on to, I mean, my team, <laughs> Odisha. How, <laughs> I'm sorry that I how, did that to you. <laughs> how did we not beat a ten man Jamshedpur team? This is again same Delhi Dynamos from last year. There is enough talent there to be doing something else. Uh, you, you they, see uh, the just, likes of you, you. You say that, and uh, sorry for interrupting, but is it pretty much mm-hmm. the same squad? It's not pretty much the same squad, but uh, I mean they've lost somebody like Changte, but they've brought in somebody like Jerry. Uh, so uh, it's not uh, necessarily an entirely different system, and uh, 
they have signed somebody like Sixko, and uh, so the, the the team should be doing well. They're, on paper, they are a decent side, and they're a decent, uh, they're an attractive side to be to watch. And you saw the potential there. You saw the likes of say Nand Kumar, Jerry, all of them impressing in the wings. But unfortunately, there's no end product. And just like last year, they just can't score goals. So this could uh, again be the problem for uh, uh, Odisha FC or the renamed Delhi Dynamo side. So uh, that that's going to be a trouble. And the fact that they didn't defeat a 10-man Jamshedpur side is a little worrying because it's only going to get tougher for uh, Odisha from there. And was it a definite red card? The first one of yeah, the season? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was definitely. a straight red, wasn't it, for Jairo? Yeah, it was straight red. It was a very strange tackle to make as well. It's not even like he tried to uh, uh, cover it really well. He was both foot off the ground. It was a lunge and uh, ridiculous tackle. And uh, I remember post-match, uh, Aaron Hughes talking about it. And he was he was <laughs> as surprised by the tackle as well. At that kind of point, you would, especially that early in the match, you would, you don't want to take that risk. It, it makes sense maybe, say, 87th minute of the match. And if you can prevent a goal or something, but why would you want to do that to your team? And and even then, uh, considering the proficiency a lot of uh, Indian players have had in front of goal, uh, <laughs> if I were a central defender, I would just bet on them missing the chance rather than <laughs> scoring. So I, if I were a defender, I'll stay with him, uh, try to annoy him, and hopefully uh, they'll just uh, uh, you know slash it wide because that's what most of our Indian players have been doing this season. And talking, you said um, it was a straight red and there was no doubts about it. There's no VAR mm-hmm. in ISL, is there? Yeah. Um, no, but, there is um, no VAR. Already the referees have been mentioned, especially in the first game. They, they didn't have a yeah. good game. Um, just Get generally it. speaking, what is the standard of refereeing? This is our best league. Yeah, this is uh, now that you've seen and heard enough of the Indian Super League, this is what we've come to expect in the in the in the few seasons of ISL, we have some really good quality referees here and there. But uh, again, refereeing is a teamwork, right? It it sometimes the blame goes to the main referee, but there is also linesmen involved. Uh, why is the linesman not uh, flagging it offside? Why is the linesman not calling up? So if the match against uh, the match between Chennai and FC Goa, for example, that was a straight, uh, probably a red card, but definitely a penalty for against Sheraton. But uh, that wasn't flagged. And who do you blame? There is obviously the main referee, but there mm. is also the linesman who had a clear view at it. Really? So, the, if the, it's an entire system. So, sometimes it's the main referee, sometimes the linesman. But we have not really had like one or two good set of one, good, good teams where, uh, good teams of referees, I mean, uh, where they're just consistently good. It's, it's really not up to the mark. Is it improving past five? Three, four, five years. I, I, I don't think I am the right judge to making be making such calls because that's as uh, as football fans and as yeah. journalists, our objective is to uh, probably look at the mistakes more than uh, uh, look at uh, whether they are improving or something. But generally, I haven't seen much. I see the the quality sort of remaining the same. Well, and something else we need to keep an eye on, the standard of refereeing, which is talked about in uh, in every league. Um, I mm. want to move on to the next team and one team that you really highlighted um, mm. in our preview show. And what an impressive start by Goa. Yeah. And what an impressive start also because they just played three foreigners. So 
And this yes. is a team yes. that really trusts their uh, Indian core. And what an attractive football they played. They, they dominated the pitch and they gave uh, Chennai and really no uh, opportunity to come and dominate. They probably had that one shot when if it had been a penalty, uh, Chennai could have gone up. But you can't be sitting and saying that was our game-changer moment and that destroyed our game. You still had like 11 men on your pitch. You still had was supposed to, you know, fight out and grind the result. You didn't show anything. Chennai didn't show anything against that FC Goa. Uh, so, that's probably down to how good Goa is and how much that uh, system is in place now. So, Lobera has got them uh, working like clockwork and it's very exciting to see a team like that. Even if you're a neutral, uh, uh, you, this is the team you would want to support because genuine Indian talent out there and you can see the progress in uh, their development as well. So, you're talking about players like Brandon and Mandar and Sheraton and Lenny and uh, these guys have all developed and and look for a club. This is also all Goan players we're talking about. So this is a all club right. that's really deeply rooted. All of these players that I've mentioned are Goans. Right. Oh wow. So one small state, their their club. They're playing what six or seven Goans in that team. Also brilliant, brilliant stuff from Goa. Wow, I didn't know that, that there were um, players from the state as well, not only being Indian, uh, but yeah. also from uh, Goa itself. That's yeah. incredibly impressive. Exactly. But then again, yeah. Goa has a rich tradition of football and footballing talent, but to get come together in this one team, that's incredible. Yeah, and it, not, it, great work from FC Goa team, but also Goa has a good uh, state league. So they play six to eight months of football every year, the Goa Pro League. And it's like it's fiercely competed, and uh, it's a it's a trophy that's really coveted. So uh, these players get an opportunity to play football, and that's why you can see them stepping up to a, a top level. So maybe other states can also learn from it, have a good uh, local uh, leagues as well, and then the ISL team's job would be to just pick the best from them. And you mentioned the fact that a huge uh, Indian contingent, um, the fact mm-hmm. that it made headlines shows the fact that it's, it's unusual for an ISL team yeah. to have so many um, Indian players. Correct, correct. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, when Zico was a coach once, I think he played a team with 10 uh, Indians or something. But that was more like a protest uh, rather than him really trusting that system and trusting the, the youth in his ranks. But uh, this is, this team has history of playing more uh, Indians. But that's it. Now, I think Goa is, uh, uh, as a neutral, this is my favorite team because they're doing everything right. They're doing, they've got a local connect. They're, they're, they're genuinely developing players, genuinely developing Indian football. So, very good to see. I hope this team uh, goes a long way. Absolutely. Yeah. No, a brilliant yeah. start for them. Um, yeah. How good a result was it for Northeast United away to uh, Bengaluru? Very good result, but I think we discussed this about Bangalore, right? Uh, we discussed the fact that they did lack a few goals with Miku leaving, and uh, I think that was the highlight of that match. It was also very tough condition. It was crazy rains, as you would have seen. I mean, you could you could feel the rain watching on TV. It was torrential downpour, so that probably didn't help. But Northeast United can sit down and say we could have probably won that match because uh, Gian had a very good chance where he hit the post. And uh, uh, Northeast was quite deadly in the counter-attacks. That's something other teams should uh, be wary of. This is, a, uh, this is a Croatian coach that has set up the team in a, in a, in a way that it's, it's, the objective is to hit them on counter. And they've got a lethal striker up forward in Gian. So, uh, 
let's see. I think Northeast United is uh, looking good. Way it exceeded my expectations from the uh, from summer. So uh, good, good day, and uh, what a what a wonderful point uh, to get in uh, Bangalore. It's it's a very tough stadium to travel to, a very tough team to uh, break. So great point. But more more questions should be asked on uh, Bangalore and. Um, whether uh, they've got the system running and uh, uh, where will the goals come from? Those are the questions that we need to ask. Yeah, and that is something that they'll be um, looking for because it's something you mentioned that uh, the goals that Miki scored uh, is going to be hard to replicate. And uh, they had the central cycle on Wu, um, who mm-hmm. had, I read somewhere didn't even have a shot on target or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, how was... Um, the uh, debut of uh, Osama Gyan, how was it? Was it a quiet debut or did he make an impact? He Obviously did not. He impact. didn't score a goal, but uh, did you notice the uh, difference his, in His standard? presence up forward is definitely a big uh, strength for Northeast United. And that allowed uh, the other players to have a freedom. Because uh, once um, Northeast got the possession in the midfield, it was a free run at defence. Uh, because of the pace that uh, Northeast United uh, and the trickery they had. And that's also because uh, Bangalore uh, generally tend to have a defender uh, like a Saran or a Yuanan also <clears throat> trying to intercept these first passes to the midfield. And that was avoided because they were busy uh, uh, around Jan and he was uh, keeping them occupied, which meant that uh, centre-back pushing to intercept uh, first passes in and around midfield was a uh, gone for them. They, they didn't have that one centre-back pushing to a midfield position for them in that match. So, uh, I think this guy will be a huge impact for Northeast United. Like we discussed, this is uh, Gian is also a very moody character. So, mm. very important that the team sort of rallies around him and keeps him interested in the game. So, even uh, at some point early in the match when Bangalore was dominating, he looked like a figure who was disappointed. He wanted his team to do more. Yeah. The moment the start, the chances started coming, he was back he, in the thick he, of things and he was becoming that captain for the team. So, it really depends on how the team can rally around him. Well, he's, he's the star man there, so I know he likes that, so that might help a bit. But I know what Correct, you're saying. Yeah. Uh, we've seen quite mm. a bit of Gion here as well. Um, yeah, yeah. How worried should you be if you're a Hyderabad fan? <laughs> Very worried, but um, one, I don't know whether they have... A lot of fans already because it's a team that sort of shifted base and it's a new team and all that. But a hapless performance. But against yeah. a very strong uh, ATK side, let's not forget that. Uh, but uh, they offered nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's be. Yeah. It was a. It was a easy. Almost a a walkover made more sense. A walkover is like an equivalent of three nil. This is five nil we are talking about. So. Um, yeah, it's a sad day and I think it's going to be a very long season for Hyderabad. They need a bigger strategy than have, say, somebody like Robin Singh occupying the forward position. And let's be honest, I, I, we discussed this again. Is Phil Brown the right coach? No. For, yeah, so uh, I think uh, eventually it always happens wherein ISL clubs initially sign some English coaches who tend to be way overrated and then they'll find somebody from the Spanish uh, second division or something who turn out to be way better than uh, 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 much uh, much highly rated uh, these English coaches so yeah I mean I think there's nothing wrong with signing English coaches but it's the type of English coach you're going to sign exactly uh, yeah and the type of football he's known to play in favour I think that's important as well 
I wouldn't mind a Brendan Rodgers here. <laughs> he's not going sure. anywhere. He's at a top two <laughs> EPL team, so he's not going to go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, he's probably going to win the manager of the year if he goes uh, at this rate. Well, I can't thank you enough for bringing in a little bit of Leicester City because um, <laughs> I'm still recovering from the uh, evening before, 9-0, um, just to get, get the message out there. Pop- Regular <laughs> listeners must be thinking, why isn't he still mentioned that? But uh, I didn't want to bring that in because uh, it's just unbelievable. Um, but uh, just to round up yeah. this uh, first week, uh, I've been really mm-hmm. impressed with the crowds. Um, mm-hmm. Really good turnouts at all the games. Correct, yeah. And, um, and uh, I think that's uh, down to ISL really putting an effort to get back that crowd and ensure that this league survives. So they've been doing a lot of groundwork in terms of uh, attracting audience. Not necessarily the right steps. Like nobody knows whether uh, even if there wasn't an opening show, people would have still turned up in Kerala. So some of it is uh, <laughs> unnecessary, but they're doing a lot of stuff. So something is going to backfire. Something's going to work in favor for them. So it's it's still early stages for a league. What I see though is that uh, crowd is now genuinely interested about football, and mm. football is like really. Becoming the scene here, and we are talking about cities like uh, Jamshedpur and uh, Bangalore. Already has a decent turnout. They they have mm. got an established club there. Mm. Kerala again established in terms of audience, but last year we saw a huge dip. So there, there were there were matches where only four thousand turned out. So good to see that uh, it's back to fifty thousand. My approximate is around somewhere between fifty to sixty that match. Uh, regardless of uh, the official uh, uh, stats that came out, uh, so it's good to see that the crowd is also back. And uh, but again, let me phrase um, uh, this right: uh, it's very important that there is sustained success for a lot of these football fans to keep coming. So maybe a Bangalore will still enjoy uh, a, a football fan base, regardless of their. I don't know even about Bangalore because Bangalore has always been a successful club. So we don't know whether the fans will turn mm. up if mm. uh, the club goes through a really bad patch. Mm. But I don't see that happening. They've got a good squad. Mm. But uh, it's very important for a Kerala Blasters and all this Jamshedpur to have sustained success for the audience to stay there. Uh, very quick question. Uh, you mentioned we were talking about crowds here, and uh, we mentioned uh, the incredible performance by Goa and what the expectations are. Mm-hmm. Um, I know last season they averaged around sixteen thousand, and there was only about thirteen, fourteen thousand for the first game. Um, mm-hmm. What do you put that down to? Is it the size of the stadium or the Goan turnout? Yeah. It's uh, from what I understood, and a friend had gone for the match. Is that uh, it was crazy rains and traffic that right. day, which okay. sort of put out uh, a lot of uh, fans from uh, reaching there. It's got nothing to do with uh, their interest dying down or something. And there's also Goa Pro League happening. So, a lot of people who want like regular football just go and it's cheaper and easier to right. watch a uh, Pro okay. League match as well. But that said, I don't think it's something that we should worry about. There is uh, oh, uh, yeah. that yeah, particular yeah, yeah. day, uh, that particular day, my friend took around. Uh, two plus hours to reach. Wow. Uh, yeah. So I think it's down to traffic and so many other that reasons. That is some commitment. Um, just looking forward very quickly to the upcoming. I mean, there's a huge game for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, show away to uh, Northeast. So I'll be looking out for that one. Uh, but also on Monday, uh, Go <laughs> yeah. versus Bengaluru, the first of the big uh, hitters coming face to face. So match. that yeah. should be good. Correct. Um, so what's your summary of the good start to the uh, ISL? 
uh, interesting stat. I also think we should talk about say Chennai and who uh, really didn't perform uh, well. And uh, remember in our uh, uh, preview uh, episode, we did discuss about how it's very important for John Gregory to have early success. And uh, but judging by the looks of that first match against Goa, he's changed really nothing. Uh, the personnel have changed, but that football is the same. And uh, see, it's very uh, similar in terms of uh, Bombay and Chennai. They both want to be defensively resolute and then worry about scoring. But if your objective is to be defensively resolute, this is not how you defend. <laughs> and against Goa, it was it was horrible. And also, questions on whether Lucien Goyen is a, going to be a good signing for Chennai because he's their big signing. But he looked all over the place and he looked... Uh, he really didn't have the pace in his legs to be competing at this level. So... Early worrying signs and I hope John Gregory is brave enough to pick, make a decision. So if that requires him to bench Lucien Goen for a young Indian defender who will still play well and has got pace in him, he'll have to do that. Otherwise, uh, Chennai, is going, Chennai is in for a long season. Yeah, I mean, the reason, um, one of the reasons we're not mentioning Chennai, and, uh, absolutely we should, is that mm-hmm. uh, the, I think the performance at Goa was uh, incredible and the lineup. Yeah. And I don't know Correct, how much yeah. of who they were playing was a factor for Matter, Chennai. Yeah, yeah, correct. That that's there. But uh, I also thought uh, because we've seen the last season and because mm. the kind of season they've had mm. is very important that the the fans in Chennai feel secure about what's going to happen this season. And like in a small league, IS like ISL, even like a five match, six match bad run can really affect your season and really knock out those chances of making it to the playoffs. So, well, you, uh, you mentioned uh, the styles of Chennai and under Gregory and Mumbai, so we're looking for, forward yeah. to a nil-nil tomorrow. <laughs> um, and, yeah, maybe. maybe. <laughs> Let's see. But two, uh, the thing with two uh, similar systems is that then there is a chance for counter-attacks and everything, right? It's not like... Uh, so both of them will sit back and hence maybe... Uh, there is a one long ranger in someone who will just bang it in because they'll be afforded that space yeah, in and around uh, uh, the midfield. So uh, it's 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 going to be really different from what will be more interesting will be an FC Goa versus Bombay. I think that will be a an intriguing encounter because one team is just helping on attacking and the other team is like really uh, keen on defending. So. Let's see how those matches yeah, turn out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, huge games again coming up next week. Yeah, yeah, starting today, actually. Uh, Odisha way to yeah. Northeast. So, looking forward to that. Looking forward to Chennai and Mumbai. And then FC mm-hmm. Goa host Bengaluru. The Steelmen will play Hyderabad. And then Chennai have a tough home game against ATK. So, they've got two games. Uh, so, a lot to look forward to this week. Uh, exactly, but, um, yeah. Thank you again for uh, joining me today. It's been really good uh, kicking off this season and um, hopefully your travels go really well and you enjoy your... Yeah, I, I'm, getting, I'm getting back to India on Monday. It's, it's, it's a very short trip. Right. Okay. So, yeah. But that's and I'm following... Uh, I'm still following the sport. I, I, I have an app here that allows me to watch football. So, I, I've been tracking it on my phone. Brilliant. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, you'll be back home tomorrow. So, uh, safe trip and uh, I'll speak to you soon. Thank you, Nevin. Thank you. Bye.